Latinos Out Loud podcast. Yo, dime. Pero, pero yo, pero I'm like yo, and she was like yo, and I'm like yo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Hi. Wow, there's a whole conversation in, in yo. <laughs> yeah, because he came at me like yo, and then I was like yo, and then she was like yo, and then my mother was like yo, oh, and you know it goes mm -mm. on and on and on. And then I walk in the room like yo, right? <laughs> It was crazy, yo. And Frank came in like, yo! <laughs> With the over-exaggerated yo. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like uh, a real scenario. Get it? Scenario, um, yo, yo. Yeah. What's the scenario? It's Latinos Out Loud, yo. What's Hi. up? We here, the three of us. Rachel, Jamie, Frank. Frank, Jamie, Rachel. Rachel, Jamie, Frank. That's kind of like um, some women have like long ass like five names. My name is Rachel, Jamie, Frank. No. And I'm from <laughs> Tallahassee, Florida. Well, hi. It's the Latinos Out Loud podcast, yo. Uh, shout out to everybody for tuning in right now. Usually we save that for the end of the episode. But today I want to switch it up a little bit. And thank you, the listener, for listening right, right now. Or the viewer on YouTube viewing us as we speak. How you guys doing, Jamie, what Frank? What up? What's up? What's up? Chilling, girl. Yo, you know, what's, what's going on? Oh. It's great. It's award season, you know. Oh. Um, yeah. This time um, of year. This time of year, I think um, recently uh, the Golden Globes, people got their yes. globes. They got the their globes globe. of gold. Yes. They got their globe on. I love the globe golds. Yeah. Um, and it was cool. It was interesting. They had, they had um, Gerard Carmichael was the host. And he kind of, I don't know if you saw his opening monologue, but it was very, like, awkward because mm. he, you know, his whole thing was that he, the only reason that they asked him to host because he's black and the the people who run the Golden Globes have controversy for being racist. Wow. <laughs> so, 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 and they didn't even have an award. They didn't even have a Golden Globes last year because of this controversy. Because he basically was like, only reason I'm doing this shit because you know this y'all are racist and uh, and then it was and he had a lot of pauses, uncomfortable pause and but that's his style of comedy. I just don't know if that's like good uh, awards host kind of like comedy. Etiquette? You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. so he it doesn't. Some things don't matter. It bombed, but if you like him, you're like, yo, I like what he did. And if you don't, or if you don't know him, you probably were like, don't. I, I maybe not ask him to come back next year, you know? <laughs> Damn. Wow. It's different than Rich, Ricky Gervais, who just straight up dissed everybody. Right. Um, That's what I'm thinking Carmichael was dissing, of. like, Hollywood in a broader sense. You know what I mean? Mm. Gervais would just diss, like, an actor or an actress. You know, he's like, oh, look at me, Brad Pitt. Yes, oh, look at you. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Everything, everywhere, all at once. All right. <laughs> Great movie. Um, also was the um, the name of the documentary about um, Amber Heard shitting on Johnny Depp's um, bed. <laughs> you know, because that was everything, every, everywhere, all at once. Also, um, sorry. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. who knew you knew how to write, like, an opening monologue for an awards show? <laughs> Only for Ricky Gervais. Only for Ricky Gervais. Okay, these are good uh, any, any winners that any of you saw from the Golden Globes that you were like, oh, that was, I'm glad that that won. Yes, I'll go first. Kinta Brunson, Abbott Elementary. Hello. Right. 
Whoop, whoop! Women of color winning Golden Globes. It's really exciting. And I love Abbott Elementary. It's such a great story. You could tell there's like sketch comedy written all over that mother effer. And it's just really fun to watch women of color win. Yeah. Rachel, I could totally see you being like a Latina Quinta Brunson. You know? What is your Abbott Elementary? It's, It's in you. And once it's unleashed to the public, I think it could be a hit. Oh, Jamie, I love you so much. Thanks for saying that. I look up to people like Kinsa Brunson. I completely look up to her. She's doing it. She did it. Her ideas put them on paper. And she's like now so super successful. It's really great. It's just a a story of triumph that inspires me. So thanks for that call out, Jamie. I'm working on it. I'm working on it day by day. Frank, did you know? Do you know anybody who won that you were like, oh shit? No, no. I like. You know what I like about the Golden Globes? Always, I like their interaction between the actors on on that platform, and how they, you know, they're all sitting and they're sitting close to each other. I've always found that to be like. You know, right, and they get, and they're not afraid to like drink and and get right. tipsy uh, right. during during uh, the award show. Right, and that's I, how it feels. It's like a party just with, with the you know with the big boys, with the producers, with the big time actors. I, I like that interaction. So I know I know um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go watch on YouTube like the interaction between them. There's always like a little beef or something. So I'm gonna check that out. Can I shout out another actress? You know, I want to keep it in the female family. I just want to shout out Jennifer Coolidge for winning for mm. White Lotus. Interestingly enough, I was just on a press junket with her. And oh my gosh, what a funny, incredibly talented woman. She's so, so funny. Love her. Who else? Um, the, um, the uh, and I'm looking for his name, um, but also speaking of everywhere, Everything, everywhere, all at once. It's a long name. Uh, the um, one of the actors from that one, um, best supporting actor. Um, I'm just looking for his name, but he was he he played when he he was a kid actor. He was um, the the Asian kid in Goonies. Oh, right. and he was that's in, your favorite right. movie, yo. That's one of your favorite movies, bro. You yeah, mentioned that movie a, like a hundred times. Bro. I have a little picture out here yeah. about the Goonies and um, Indiana Jones. He was. Right. Um, oh my god. I remember him. I he was short, short round. round. And he hadn't. Um, uh, oh, so yeah. Ki uh, Huai Kwan, that's his name. Yes. He he hadn't worked for like 30 years. Damn. You know, he basically, um, he like, he, he never like, he had those two successes early on, but like, because, you know, and according, this is according to him. Uh, you know, it was hard to get. No, Hollywood didn't want him for anything, you know, Ooh. and only up until when he saw Crazy Rich Asians become a hit, he was like, maybe I should start getting into acting again because there might be some roles for me now, you know. So wow, and this was his first role after all that time. Wow, and look where what it got him. We got into the Golden Globe. So it is actually very an inspirational story that he was able to, you know, he could have just been, you know, uh. uh like the guy from the as a kid, you know, like all these child actors, they get they get thrown to the wayside. But he's literally like he's he's made a comeback. So and now he's he's a Golden Globe winner and he might win an Oscar, too. So wow. that's pretty cool to see him. And I think inspirational just for anybody, um, like specifically in the entertainment business, but in any field like, yo, it's never too late to like try to to, to you know, um, follow your dreams. And he, his dream was to like get back get back into Hollywood and, and be an actor again, you know, after like all that time. Damn. 
But yeah, so it's cool. The Golden Globes. And shout um, out to Zendaya. Another one. I just want to shout out another female. We love Zendaya. So the Golden Globes. Um, Another piece of news was interesting. Gwen Stefani from No Doubt. Uh, She's facing a little bit of backlash. Somebody asked her if she felt that she was appropriating Japanese culture throughout her career. Basically, like this interviewer was like, yo, do you think you've been cultural appropriating? And she was like, no, I feel like I'm Japanese oh, in my heart. You know, she kept saying, like, I feel like I'm Japanese. I'm a little bit of Japanese. I'm a little bit of like Orange County. I'm a little this. Mm-hmm. And it, it, now, like everywhere in the news is basically like Gwen Stefani says she's Japanese. So I don't know. I mean, do you think that? Like her, her thing is that cultural appropriation is like, she feels that she can, can appreciate other cultures, you know, as, and, and, and be inspired by other cultures. The flip side of that. And I think even the reporter who did the report, who interviewed her was like, um, that reporter was Asian. And she thought, she thought that, um, when celebrities do want to cultural appropriate, they only take the parts of the culture that they, that they want that they think are like marketable or like sexy or like popular and they forget the whole other side to it. So if you're talking about Asian culture, is she talking about the violence towards Asian people that have been happening recently? Like, you know what I'm saying? So Rachel Frank, what do you think about cultural appropriation? Like in the way that Gwen is being accused of it. She sounds like a wiggler, you know, I don't know. If you a guys wiggler? Know. A yeah, wiggler? Yeah, you know, the N-word, but the wiggler, you know, white guy oh, the, trying oh, to dress black. Yeah, oh, she's taking, wow. you know, the dress, you know, you know how it is. I mean, I, I mean, oh, everybody looks black to me now, like the Latino kids, the white kids, all with the dressing, with the pants down. So they're doing the same thing. Everybody's doing the same thing. But she only did it for a specific, like, album and, you know what I mean? Right, right. Like, she literally, like, did it because it was popular for her at the time to do it. Right. And then she, all of a sudden... It was no more. And then she went back to regular Gwen Stefani. So I don't know. Rachel, what are your thoughts? Well, I guess what Gwen Stefani should really do is don't speak. You know, just what oh, wow. Come on, girl. Wow. Come on. Don't tell me, cuz. Go ahead, Frank. I, I mean, she did holla back, girl. And you could say that holla back, that's kind of urban. So she's taking another type of thing. Like, mm. is, is, do you really see Gwen Stefani? In her regular life, being like, holla back, yo. <laughs> she, got no, she got no back, yo. She's flat, yo. And, and, well, no, oh, I didn't my mean God, that. Frank. <laughs> Frank. Oh, my God. And no. you know, you know what else? Um, remember she had the EVE stage? You know what I'm saying? She was mm-hmm. repping her body for the hood with Eve. Yeah, they were yeah. best BFF and all with that. With the pants hanging, with the pants hanging. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I remember. I mean, now she's doing the country thing. Like, where she, I think she did a song with Blake Shelton. And now she's like trying to get a country audience. So considering the source of someone who's like really, mm. who's done, who's had a lot of different like re, um, you know, uh, um, um, like uh, not not facelifts, but like image shift, image, image lifts. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> she, um, or, or image changes. Um, I don't know if I can trust her to be like, oh my God, I really just appreciate the culture. I think it's more like whatever is, She's in the mood to kind of like take, she'll take and, if it, you know, and she'll merge it with, you know, what she does. Mm. And again, that doesn't mean you can't do that, but don't go on an interview and be like, oh my God, but I feel like I'm Japanese. There's a way to balance like being inspired by another culture and using it, uh, but also shining a spotlight on people from that culture, right? I don't think 
I don't remember uh, Stefani ever spotlighting any Japanese artists or or anybody in, in the culture point. during that period. It was all about, this is just my new look now. This is just my new, you know what I mean? Mm. I got one for you guys. The best, I think the best duel to ever like put a culture on using their culture was Wu-Tang Clan. Mm. Wu-Tang Clan did it, you know, Wu-Tang Clan did the, the 36 Chambers and they put everybody right. on to that, you know, to the Asian culture. I think if you use it like that, I think it's a beautiful thing. But when you take it and you use it for yourself and, you know, nah, it's no good. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, Wu-Tang Clan is definitely culturally Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing yes. to fuck really like, I just, you know, because you just like, oh, they're just a fan of Kung Fu movies. But they're taking a lot from that culture and... I, I mean, I don't really, I don't even know if, I don't know if that you could say that they've like, are they, are they appropriating in a, in a, yeah, in a good use, way? They use it in their lyrics. They use it in their flow. Yeah. They use but it is in that their, in a good way? Is right. That, of course. They, you, but imagine, you, we grew, like, I grew up with, with Bruce Lee, with Sonny Chiba. I, I, I grew up back in the, back in the days, every Saturday, there used to be Kung Fu movies. So back in the 70s, it was about Kung Fu. So ki even kids from the inner city loved the eight started to love the Asian culture. So you start appreciating it. And you you know what? You mix it into your own culture. Like, you know what? We go to Flor de Mayo. I go to Flor de Mayo. The guys are, you know, they Chinese, uh, uh, Spanish. We kind of have the same things. You know, they they assimilate with with African-Americans also. So oh, New York is no, New York, I don't know in other cities, but it's definitely in New York. The Chinese Latino restaurants are thank the you. shit. Thing. Yeah, that's a shit. thing. That's a Come cultural. On. That's in a, a good way. The shit, in not the shit. Come on, mm -hmm. uh, and, ev and every and they know more Spanish than me. They're Thank you. you guys. But is that the inappropriate adoption of the Chinese culture and customs? Like, was it appropriate for Wu Tang to adopt that culture, inject it into their music, their artwork, their merchandise? What did they do that was appropriate? What did they do that uh, showcased the practices, ideas, uh, traditions of yeah. these members of society? Or did they just take it for marketing purposes? Yeah. I think that's a question to really delve into. Maybe not here, maybe not now. But I think it, it made me think for a second. Like, well, we're going to have to get the woo here. We're going to have to talk about Matt the I Man wouldn't, and Rick I wouldn't, but yes, I think everybody, Frank, I think everybody yes. would be too afraid to, like, to, <laughs> to accuse him of that. I think it's just That's like, just true. let Wu-Tang do what they need to do. That's a good point. Uh, Wu-Tang ain't nothing to fuck with fuck after with that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, you're right. So, but yeah. I, it is it is a question. Anyway, this is all really interesting conversation because mm. I don't know if we quite have the answer, um, but there's a fine line, isn't there, um, Gwen Stefani? Yo, La Eloeros, if you know any other artist that you think has cultural appropriated in a neg positive or negative way, negative or positive way, because we've been talking about mostly negative, um, why don't you hit us up on our, our toll-free line? Yes. Three ninety five per minute. 978 Latinos. And shout out to the original Dandada of cultural appropriation, Snow in Farm. Oh, you know, oh Sandra, the banana blade. Come on, the Yo, Jamaican. Where did they get that dude from, man? He was like the vanilla ice back in the day of like the reggae freaking world. Freaking snow. That was Toronto. The <laughs> Straight out of Toronto, man. Oh, snow gee. Was... Oh, gee. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know how he no. managed. 
And I don't know how many people at the time thought he <laughs> knew he was white. Right? <laughs> like, I know his name is Snow, but, like, I didn't think they thought it was literal. I didn't think they were, maybe they thought it was, like, a you know, some a cocaine, like, uh, you know, slang what I thought. cocaine. That's what I and thought when I was a video. kid. Well, but, guys. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's a good way to end the, the period at the end of the sentence, Snow. Wonderful. Yeah. I licky boom boom down. Yeah. Um, we have a great <laughs> guest, by the way. There's more show. There's mm. a lot more show. Yeah, yeah, there's more show. There's more show. Um, this is really, really exciting. I had the pleasure to interview a radio guy from Florida who's an oh. actor as well, killing it in this space. His name is Carlos Alberto Navarro, and he's repping hard for Latinos down in the Southeast. It was really fun talking to Carlos because he's getting really innovative in this space, you know, with his tools and everything he's doing. You may see him, um, may have seen him on Disney Plus. You may have seen him on Hawkeye. Uh, you may have seen him Prison Break. He does a lot of great stuff. He's also on iHeartRadio on 104.1. So without further ado, I would love for you to check out this interview with Carlos Navarro. Okay, hello, eleros. This is the part of the show here at Latinos Out Loud where we interview someone amazing, okay? This wow. man's... Oh, let me give you an introduction, Bubo, okay? Siéntate, okay? Take a sip <laughs> of your soda, because you deserve... I will, I'm going to listen. I'm just going to listen, okay? You deserve all these flowers that I'm about to give you, okay? Te voy a dar las flores. Okay, his career spans over 20 years. Entertainment. You guys, you may know him from... The Walking Dead. You may know him from Red Dead Redemption 2. You may know him from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which we love here at the Latinos Out Loud podcast. You also may know him down in Orlando on 104.1 Monsters in the Morning, which is also the number one podcast in Florida or Florida. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. in the top 40 podcasts in the country on iHeartRadio, please put your hands together for Carlos Navarro. <laughs> wow. Rachel, what an intro. What an intro. I feel honored to be here on LOL with all the LOLers. How we doing out there? So good to see you. <laughs> Yo, okay, guys, LOLeros, Carlos and I have been talking for a few minutes behind the scenes here, and mm -hmm, I'm sorry mm -hmm. if I already have the giggles, but I do, okay? I already have the giggles because we're it. having fun. Yo, shout out to all the Orlandians out there, mad Latinos out in Orlando right now. Are you repping for queens out there for us? Like, what you doing out there, son? Talk to I, I me. I was one of the first foragers over to Florida in 86. Ooh, well, you know, that's the trick. Yes. Mm, a pioneer like the Oregon Trail? No, this was the Florida Trail, okay? <laughs> and it started with me as a little New Yorker leaving Flushing, New York. Mommy, papi, ¿a dónde vamos a ir? And my dad was like, vamos a ir a Orlando. We were like, dun, 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 dun. And we went over here. And there was like, nobody here. There was no Hispanics here at first. It was like, what? And then slowly my people came from all around. Basically Puerto Rico, Cuba, Dominican Republic, Mexico! It's so true. And now... Now we got it, Orlando on lock, and it's, uh, it's a beautiful um, melting pot of all communities, uh, especially Hispanic communities. Wow, yeah, it so is. And I think it's one of the happiest places on earth. Um, it is. I think if you're in Orlando, you're going to be happy. I mean, Mickey is everywhere. 
You know what I'm saying? Even on the drive to Orlando, you start seeing the like Mickey electrical towers and you're like, oh, Wait, yeah. What? <laughs> We own it all. Oh, boy. We got you. We even own your power. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm a Disney diehard. Rachel, um, I got married at Disney. I got married at Disney, yo. You did? Talk about it. Because you're not the only one mm -hmm. that I know. This is incredible. I've heard quinceañeras at Disney. Weddings at Disney. Tell us about your experience. We're going to get to your career eventually. It's okay. But this is amazing. We got time. We got time. We got got nothing but time. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, look, as an Orlandonian and as a wife, uh, my wife who has uh, been obsessed with Disney and me too, I've always been a theme park kid. Yeah, I was obsessed with Universal Studios and, 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 and Steven Spielberg and all these things. So then we met and love was there. And luckily her dream and her parents' dream was to be married, have her daughter married at Disney at the Grand Floridian. Wow. They have, they, 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 it wasn't me, mommy. If, if it was me, it would have been like, we can't do Disney. Vamos at El City Hall. Uh, but they got their baby girl hooked up and did this lavish, beautiful wedding that it was the best night of my life up until my second uh, daughter was born. God and bless. it was just magical. Oh. I said, Actually, December 1st. December 1st is uh, going to be... Uh, uh, our anniversary coming up, 15 years. That's incredible. Apla- Thank you. Hay que aplaudir eso, okay? Because 15 years is incredible. And God bless you. you both and your two daughters. Wow, you're a dad. You're a showman. You're an entertainer. Do you sleep? No. No, I do not. I okay. hate sleep. No, I uh, <laughs> I have to That's my question. Uh, sleep. <laughs> you know, I'm very, very conscious with my time, Rachel. Very, very, very conscious with it. I write out a lot of stuff. I plan out my day. I don't like to waste, um, yeah, any part of it because I am a father and I am a husband and I do enjoy my work. And so I do get extra focus, as I'm sure you do. But if you live indiscriminately, you'll indiscriminately make mistakes. And so um, so I'd really try and stay focused. And then you need sleep, because if not, man, you can break down so easily. It's so important. Well, I want to hear a little bit about your motivational speaking, because it seems like Thanks. you're a coach as well. And I want to talk about that because we do broach the topic of mental health here when we can on the podcast. We have a great sponsor, BetterHelp Online. So, you know, we've been talking about therapy now coaching, I would love to hear about what your specialty is and what you do to motivate. And are you just connecting with the Latino community or, you know, talk to us about your clientele? I am an equal opportunity professional coach. Okay, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Puede ser Latino, puede ser Jamaican man. La you could be from uh, Asia. La mercy. <laughs> uh, no, it, uh, luckily, uh, Rachel, I've been... Um, on this on kind of focus on my mental health for a while because I went to the deep valleys. I messed up. I was as crazy as I am now. I used to be a drinker. I used to wild out. I used to fight. I used to be real crazy. And then I had to get a hold of my life. And in the midst of that, I was sharing this on the radio. Like I do a talk show. So uh, all of Florida was kind of on this journey with me. So they didn't think I was going to make it. I I got arrested. I screwed up. I really, really screwed up my life. And it was really because of drinking. And then thankfully, I had a, an amazing wife, a fiance at the time that believed in me. And I really took accountability. I stopped blaming other people. I stopped blaming my mom. She did her best. I stopped blaming my situation as a Hispanic in, a, in this world, whatever. And, um, and that was my beginning of my, my personal development. And because of being able to share that, 
it's allowed me to connect with people at every level that are going through something because they've heard me come out of something. And, um, and so I share those things that I've, that I've done and real practical things. And it's all connects about energy, just like you and mm. I have. Like the second we jumped on, boom, we had energy. I knew it. We could tell people are lacking energy in their life because they're tired. They got anxiety. They're not living what they want to live. You and I were living a piece of our passion as we speak. So that emits happiness. And so many people listening right now are have this anxiety and guilt because they're not even living their passion just a little mm. bit. And that's something I really focus on is helping people with that. Carlos, thank you so much for opening up that window of vulnerability right here, right now. You know, I think that's always, thank you so much. Uh, that's always yeah. a barrier, I think, that we face in that, like, even just talking about the things that we're taught to be taboo. I no habla. Mm -hmm. Don't talk about your mental health. I know. No. I know. No, tú no eres no. loca. Yeah. To me, it was a lot of, no, we don't talk about miscarriages. We don't talk about mm. infertility. You know, here I am with mm. one side of my family, fertile myrtles on my dad's like Jewish side. Mm. And on the Dominican side, everybody's a freaking fertile Mirta. And here's Rachel <laughs> is somewhere in the middle, the Jew Dominican that can't make a baby. <laughs> Jew Dominican, yeah. get out of here, Jew Dominican. I never heard that. Man. You are Jew Dominican. That's Mazel tov, merengue, all of oh, it. My. Okay. <laughs> But I hear you on the, like, coming to terms with it and talking about it. It just feels so good. It felt... Yeah. I kept that inside for so long. And then I decided mm. to use my comedy as a conduit. And now I'm just good like... For you. you, can tell. We're talking about miscarriage. We're going to talk about infertility. We're going to talk about it in the Latinx community. And I want to segue mm -hmm. to you. Mm -hmm. How how has mm. the response, how's Florida treating you after being so vulnerable with them and allowing them to be inside this, like on the inside of this journey with you? Well, Rachel, I think it's been overwhelmingly awesome. But I, I, I first hit the other side of it. The pendulum absolutely swung to the other side of like, and it's weird because I was, I was living my worst times of my uh, uh, youth of twenties and thirties in the mm. public, um, and I would get messing up and I'd get arrested and I'd be in the news and wow. people were like, "What are you doing with this city?" I was the wor I was like, as low as you could get. I hate. This is the part of vulnerability that is why people don't do it. As you say, you're like, Ugh. but you know what? A lot of people have been in this yeah. position and maybe it's, yeah. you know, maybe it's not getting, losing what you had. So I had to lose everything and then rebuild. And then because of that, I realized, oh, that's the key. The key is showing the worst part and then that'll connect with everybody else. But we live this life of, oh no, we don't talk about miscarriages. Mm -hmm. Like you said, what are you talking about? It happens with so many people. We don't talk about, uh, especially in the Hispanic community. Somebody asked me the other day, well, how is, the, how is mental health in the, in the Hispanic community? I said, it's probably one of the worst. You think you're going to get a bunch of Hispanic dudes talking about their mental health with the machismo that I've seen at the highest levels with the testosterone, talk unfortunately, that it. a lot of us talk have? Talk about it. And, 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 and they got this, they got so much trapped inside of them. And I see these dudes and these are my friends and my cousins. And I'm like, why are you trying to be your dad? Your dad grew up in South America. Your dad grew up in Mexico. Your dad grew up in Dominican. 
break the free. In this case is, of we're not going to live the same the way. Yes, I'm sorry to be like Word. your hype woman right now. No, no, no. It's just I feel, and maybe because I grew up, and you can understand this. I didn't grow up with dark skin. I'm, I don't offhand in the 90s, you didn't know I was mm. Hispanic. Now I am, mm. right? You mm. know this. Back in the day, you're only Hispanic if you were dark skinned. They'd walk up to you and they'd say, You're not Hispanic, Word. you're white. And I get that. It's a race, whatever, ethnicity, we get that. But you understand how much it's changed. So I feel like we have had this bizarre advantage of seeing the black and white of it all. I love what you've done with your platform and what you're doing for the Thanks. community. So, you know, being on the mic, as I'm sure you'll attest to, this is our, you know what I'm saying? This is this is the, I hate to use the word again, but this is the conduit. And sure. what we choose to do with it is what we choose. You know, there's some out there that use it just to make people laugh, and that's fine too. It's okay. But I see what we have in common is that we use this this flow to also bake in some messaging that the Latino community Word. needs to hear. I Word. hope, Eloeleros right now, I hope that some of these words that Carlos has shared with us and I fest a couple things on this episode, which is cool. I mean, I talk about things here and there. If you piece the puzzle together, you know what I'm saying? You get the whole equation. But I appreciate both of us vibing out on that. Like, let's just talk about everything, Tip. What? Talk yeah, yo. It. So you've been arrested a few times. You know, you got mm -hmm. you are you were in the public eye. It sounds like when those things happen. What are some tactics that you use to flip the script? What could you share with the Eloeleros as far as like very niche or specific or hyper focused tactics? I stopped being a victim. Mm. Number mm. one, I was and that's and it's a victim sounds like a tough guy, and I play a lot of tough guys on TV. I think that's what also helps me is I look like this tough guy. You see me, <laughs> I can handle myself. And you know what I'm saying? I can handle myself. Don't worry. But the, but the point is that, man, screw you or, or not being able to talk about, I'm not, man, I'm not, I'm not scared. That sounds like tough guy. But, but, you know, you really have to be able to break down and say, I'm, I'm hurting just like you. You know, I'm, I'm upset about this. I'm frustrated. That's how intelligent people mm -hmm. talk, right? And, and, and I think for me personally, you know, that's something that I wish more people would just understand. Everybody is going through some yes. S. You could curse here, by the and, way, but and, S he means shit. Oh, okay, cool. Everybody's going through some shit, man, for <laughs> real. You know, and, and, and I think some tactics that I used specifically for not drinking, because that seems to be a lot of who I talk to is people would drink that. Most people... You know, some people are okay with drinking. Most aren't. Mm. Like, it, it leads to one way or the other. Unfortunately for me, it didn't work out that way. So I have a lot of tactics and tools that I use for when you're in an environment like entertainment where there's drinking everywhere, yeah. when they're going to be around these situations. And it was drinking for me, but whatever that issue is with you uh, or that other person, have a plan. I wish people would understand. I have a notebook that I write everything in. And so many people walk day in, day out, and they don't write a lick down about their life. And I go to them and I say, so you've, you've walked all day today and you haven't written down a single thing that you need to remind yourself. You're, that, you're a computer. Your brain can remember everything. Your brain can, no, it can't. So it's about being real, taking ownership, having a plan, and moving forward as opposed to, man, I wish things would get better. 
I love that. That's really, really good advice. We do often play the victim. We do often be like, yeah, but I'm, I'm not, we're Latinos. And you know how people treat Latinos. And, you know, it's just fucked up. Well, mm-hmm. I like to live the same way. And I like to say that, you know, if I can move the needle, even like one degree, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not even trying to move it like, you know, right angle status, 90. Mm-mm. We don't even got to go 90. Mm-mm. Nope. I think. Nope. We I go five. go five, and I'm very we go four point three, and I'm content. You know, I like and that. I'm just like yo, but I moved it four point three degrees, and in the right direction mm-hmm. for my community. I love what Latinos Out Loud stands for. I'm not just saying that because it's my baby, Absolutely. but it's my baby. <laughs> but Latinos Out Loud was also built for that because we mm-hmm. need to start amplifying we need to elevate unite and i hope that that's what comes across with this podcast i think something that go I, I, this is absolutely what this is but something that is understated and not given enough credit to is the evolution of our immigration mm. okay and what do i mean by that we should gauge where we are as hispanics in a sense of a lot of aspects of life, of American life, because that's what I'll just say, quote-unquote American life, Um, as opposed to prior immigrants, Italians, French, Polish, Russians. They immigrated before us, right? If you looked at the first generation of French and the first generation of Italians, they spoke fluent Italian. They spoke fluent French. They spoke fluent Celtic. Mm. They had all of those things that they brought from the old country with them. Then as you go generation down, that's why you meet an Irish guy now and he's a therapist. And that's why you meet a French guy now and he's a, he's a personal development person. Because we're down the line of immigration. I know it's a big kind of thought, but we're still early in this and we've made quite an impact on society and we're still figuring it out. Does that make yes. sense? It does. But yeah, it's evolution. It's acculturation yeah. as well. Um, Ooh, I like that word. I never heard that. Culturation. That sounds good. I like that. Yes. Culturation. As we evolve, oh. we become more and more acculturated to what is, I guess, the mother culture, you know, Americanization, if you will. I'm not really a big term, mm. a fan of that term, but becoming yeah. more acculturated, especially for a Latina, I'll speak for myself and I'll say, like, there's a spectrum of acculturation because I'm still very Dominican. I'm super Dominican. Sure. You don't see my freaking cape? Like, <laughs> I... That's a, of course, it's a sign of any good uh, Dominican, hello. their cape. I'm always Adio. like... Where's... Pero, <laughs> I go to the Heights and I feel home, okay? Sure. But also, I go to Brooklyn and, you know, I'm with the, my Russian people. Dos vidanya, sto di dilis, nici vodja vitiproski. And I'm also Whoa. like... Okay, I can chill here. I can fit in here. I like borscht. You know what I'm saying? Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is also this like, uh, I'll do it. I'll talk about it with my kids. I'm like, oh my god, I'm so messing up on not ingraining the language and and maybe as a culture as like you know a lover of the culture that I am. One of my biggest guilt. too. As a Hispanic person oh now. Oh my god. I was going to ask you, how old are your seven? kids? How, how, how old I have are you? two boys. They're okay. seven and four. How about you? You have two girls. Okay. I have uh, two girls, 11 and oh. two. Okay, so. <laughs> okay. okay. so yeah, exactly. <laughs> Any parent knows like, whoa, what the F were you smoking, dude? Uh, <laughs> this is true. We tried to do this. This was intentional. Uh, and I'm glad we did yo, because. I wasn't going to say oldest... anything, but yo, I just 
doing the math. I was like, y'all messed up, huh? And, and <laughs> it broke, my huh? brother and sister are nine and ten years older than me, so I did the math a long time oh. ago on that, and I was just like, hold up. Okay, okay. how are you? Yeah. Uh, well, I got a question for you later on that because I always wonder that when I hear that because I'm like, are y'all close? Anyway, but my point uh, <laughs> is, is this, is that in the sense of I realized with my 11-year-old during COVID when I was her teacher that I taught Spanish, right? And we had a lesson plan and it was fun, but it's been this constant guilt in my life. I actually had this guilt before I had oh. kids. I had... Okay, I know it's weird, right? But I always wanted to be a father. That's one thing I would dream of mine was always to be a father. That's always been yes. something, you know. But I would think to myself, like, but I, I'm attracted to blonde hair, blue eyed girls. Like, my wife is blonde hair, blue eyed. Trust me, I like them all. But um, <laughs> I happened to marry a blonde hair, blue eyed, English speaking woman. And I was like, the way I learned, it was my first language. And that was with my mom and dad and grandmas. And I didn't know any different. And so I realized. I can't even teach English. How the hell am I supposed to teach him Spanish? You know, without it just being part of everyday life. Is your husband or your father, father, Body is he Hispanic? Oh, okay, so you guys speak Spanish in the house. Um, not really, you know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's, it's really? It's tough because he's, you know, Boricua. I mean, the Spanish is a uh, Spanglish and, you know. <laughs> and and know. Like, casa, like, my mom does a great job. Okay, and here's where, okay, guilt on guilt on guilt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, my dad yeah. is from, you know, American, but he was a Spanish teacher. He's a retired. Oh. <laughs> Imaginate. Now that's Galitos. bad. <laughs> I, should I just shut it down? Should I just pack it up? Yeah, I'm going to pack it up, guys. That you just beat me. Yo, he's a retired New York City Spanish teacher. Oh, my. Has he ever taught them anything? Yes, he's good with them, but I'm the one that's messing up. I'm, I got to. Okay, okay. But listen, no, no, no. You know what? Let's stop this BS guilt trip on ourselves, okay? okay? You don't deserve right. it, Rachel. I don't deserve it. Because you know what? Look, yo, check this out. You see this right here? It's a tattoo of my grandma. Oh. God rest her soul, Ita. My little Cuban oh, grandma, okay? If it wasn't for her, I probably wouldn't speak Spanish today because I was, as maybe you were, Rachel, and maybe it's different now. But as a kid in the 90s, I didn't want to speak Spanish. Everybody who I knew spoke yeah. English. And I was like, I don't want to. I, I, it was my first language. My grandma, Abuelita, God rest her soul. Carlos, sabiendo español, Va a ser la cosa más importante de tu vida. And I was at the time, Rachel, wow. you know, it's like, shut, Graham, come on, Rita, come on. It was, but for, I would pass that on to other people and they'd be like, why? It's stupid to know Spanish. I know it sounds weird, but that's just how it was. Abuela earlier. knows best. And I swear. Abuelita no, she eh, knew it the whole time. No, lo sabía. Mm -hmm. Mira, los, eh, mira, sabía santería también, so maybe she had some little, you know, other things going on. But the fact of the matter is, all of my career, speaking Spanish and being connected to the culture of every culture, not just Cuban and Peruvian, studying Mexican accents, studying Uruguayan accents, understanding the culture. So when I book a role, I was playing that a Colombian in this one, a Cuban, not just quote unquote Hispanic, which is what they were looking for. That's how I make Ooh. that difference, right? And so... I think that's why I got her tattooed on me. She knew. She knew this little, at the time, 75-year-old Cuban lady straight from Cuba was like, Carlos, so I said, she would practice with me. You and I don't have that, Rachel. Maybe you do. I don't. She's gone. God rest her no, soul. No, I don't have any grandparents alive, sadly. But 
what a gift she gave you. And I'm so glad that you like holding on to that gift. You have it inked on your body. I oh, want to yeah. thank you for the gift that you gave us. You've given us you've given us several gifts during the time that we've spent together. Thank you for sharing your stories. I know yeah. I know for certain I'd bet my weekly allowance that you have connected with several of our Eloeleros with your stories ah, and, you. and your triumph is what really is moving. Um, and you're continuing on that trajectory. So to more triumph, Carlito Navarro, thank you so much for coming on the show. Congrats on the podcast, the radio show. Thank Are there you. any roles that we should like be looking for right now on television <sighs> for you? Can you talk you about know, anything? Mar Marvel has been very good to me. They keep popping. Uh, you know, these guys here, the Tracksuit Mafia, it's on Hawkeye. Actually, it's a Christmas show, so you can definitely check it out, and you can see my crazy ass on there. But I just want to tell you, Rachel, I really appreciate this. I connected with you in a great way, in a different way, um, and not to diss anybody else I've done a show with. I've been very, very fortunate Thank with. You. But like you got you you got my cousin vibe, oh. which is like I love. You know what I'm saying? Like where we go like to a party and like we're gonna have a good time. We're gonna talk shit. Totally. We're gonna party. If, so, if somebody punches me, then you come oh, over with that I other got punch. The ring. Like, Look, bah! you see the rings that I wear. Why you think I wear these rings on my right fist? Cause I gotta get somebody bah! a knuckle sandwich in the streets of New York City. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I got I your back, it. primo. I got your back, primo. You want You're the forty prima. ounce? Prima. Yo, I That's got the it. forty ounce That's on it. deck. Let's go. No, no Boom. drinking. No drinking. That's it. No drinking. <laughs> That's it. No. Yo. No, no, no. We don't need that. But thank you for sharing your stories, Carlos Navarro. It's exciting. Um, everything in your background, it, your energy. Is that? Are those little? Um, what do you call those little figures? Um, the the, the what are things we looking in the at? background that you got the bebops. Oh 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 these oh, okay yeah these these are all different like I got Tupac I got Nolan Ryan I, my daughter and I love baseball oh. so I got a little Shohei Otani I got these like toys that kind of remind me of a of a, like I love toys right and you want to have those memories like this is my accomplishments oh. over here then I got my family over here and then I got my mentor straight ahead then I got my you know you want to always be. Surrounded. You know, in a little yeah. mind. Yeah. I love your vibe. Especially, I love yeah. it so much. Would you Thanks. please come back to the Latinos Out Loud podcast? Absolutely. Sign me okay. back up. This was so Thank much fun. Thank you. Carlos Navarro, tell everybody where they can find you on social so they can follow you. Ooh, so easy. Easy. At To The Top Carlos. To The Top love Carlos. That. Also check out my website, IamCarlosNavarro.com. If you're interested in uh, any personal development, uh, motivational speaking as well, you can find it all Love there. it. Thank you for your time. God bless. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Represent Orlandians. Whoop, whoop. Orlando. Orlando, dígame huepa. What, what? <laughs> And we're back. Amazing, Ooh. right, you guys? That's a Carlos. great interview. Yeah. Carlos doing things, yo. Yeah, he's doing big things. Big Sorry, things. I'm still talking things. like snow. You're still, still talking, talking like, like snow. snow. <laughs> and we're doing big things. <laughs> <laughs> Licky boom boom down. Oh. Yeah, I mean, he's been in a lot, guys. Walking Dead. He's done uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Wow. Yeah, and now resume. he's. Yeah, Marvel's Hawkeye. So this is really exciting. Shout out to Carlos Navarro for showing us so much love. We'll have to have him back on Latinos Out Loud. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. We were just... Oh, wow. Gwen Stefani. I see what you yeah. did there. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, I, I don't think Frank even realized that. I don't think Frank even realized that. <laughs> I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's do que lo que. Let's do it. Un, dos, tres. Vamos a bailar otra vez. 
LQ, your out Q and club mm-hmm. concert calendar. Doo, doo, doo. Um, yeah, yo. Que lo que? Who wants to go first? Anybody? Up for grabs? Anybody? I'll go first. All right. Okay. So shout out to a really interesting film that I got to see, A Man Called Otto, which is Ooh. coming. Yeah, yo. It's coming out on January 13th. So check it out. Stars Tom Hanks. And it's like a family affair. His son is in it. Truman Hanks. Um, Rita Wilson is doing a lot of the music in the film. It's really, really impressive uh, just to see a family film. You know, it's nice to see that father-son dynamic. And it's freaking Tom Hanks. He's like America's sweetheart, you know. Um, And also, I want to shout out a Latina in the film that freaking killed it. A big shout out to Mariana Trevino, who's a Mexican actor who just blew it away. Just like really blew everybody away. Like she's her performance brought you from tears to laughs and laughs to tears. Incredible film. So I had a really nice time uh, downtown at Dot Dash Meredith in a very fancy schmancy theater. Actually, Jamie, Jamie, we performed at that theater when we performed for Time Inc. We did a Room 28 holiday show in the Henry Luce Theater at Dot Dash Meredith all the way downtown by the World Trade Center. I remember. You look fancy. I I look real fancy. Yeah, that's a beautiful, beautiful theater. Yeah, it's a really cool spot. And it's like all the way deep in 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 Manhattan, um, but it, it's it's it was worth it. I remember like liking that space. Yeah, yo. So wait, what is Otto? Like, what is his yeah. character? Is he like a dick to people? Uh, you got to see the film. Otto oh, reminds me. Otto reminds me so much of my dad. Basically, it's this journey. Uh, you know, he plays a grumpy old man, and the film tackles mm-hmm. issues such as mental health awareness, suicide, a whole bunch of other things that I really oh. would like you to just go see the film. I yeah. don't want to be a spoiler here, but um, definitely some mental health awareness issues were brought to the forefront, which I appreciate so much in a film of this caliber with Tom Hanks and his family in it. Um, but also this plight, this journey uh, where the community uplifts this individual and raises his mental health levels. So it was kind of striking and interesting to watch a film where the community can do that because there's mm-hmm. some truth to that. I think the community can come together and raise people's levels of mental health, mental health awareness, and just make for a better community. Um, but anyway, it was a really, uh, I would say, fun film to watch, but sprinkled with moments of loss and tribulations that are relatable. And there were some moments that even I was crying in the theater. I was like, oh my God, I did not, I did not wear my waterproof mascara. What if Tom Hanks sees me and I'm like a black, you know, mascara-eyed mess. Yeah, I didn't see pictures. You didn't take too many. You took only one. No. I noticed. You took one like, before. It must take, have been I'm a good I'm not taking this selfie right, if, right. I, if I mascara on my face. Yeah, you know, I Frank, I don't know what the, like, etiquette is here or, like, what we should do when we go to events, but sometimes, Eloeleros, sometimes I feel like just being in the moment and experiencing the event and not having to capture it for social media. Mm, I'm right. sorry. I was Got so it. in the moment and witnessing greatness. One of my film heroes was in the same room as me. Tom mm. Hanks is 
I mean, someone, every aspiring actor, writer, anyone in the entertainment field can just watch and, you know, film by film, reminisce about all the glory that he shared with us in cinematography for this country. Um, I'm just, I was amazed in being in the same room and I didn't take out my phone that much. Man, you focus. I don't know how y'all feel focus. about that. Yeah, yeah. I would have been like, uh, could you sign my volleyball, my Wilson volleyball? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> His talent is incredible. Uh, so, yeah, and follow me, please, if you're not doing that already, at Rachel Aloca. And I will pass the mic to the next Kelo Kenton. Uh, shout out to Yero.com. It is a lifestyle news platform for Latino men. So go to Yero.com uh, right after you listen to this. Right away. Um, right away. Don't waste no time, yo. Um, also, shout out uh, former um, co-hosts of this show, Juan Bago, Michael Diaz, and Anthony Palmini, who's been on the show a lot. They had a show, uh, uh, Bago Briefs, right. uh, a, a kind of a web series. Um, and, and I'm in it for a little bit. I'm, I'm the friend who gives bad advice, so um, I'm pretty much playing myself. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, the most of the show is like man on the street stuff that Mike is doing, but like there's these random little written, written, written scenes of mine that I just was like, I don't know. I, I'm watching it. I'm like, I don't know if it fits the show, but I like, the, <laughs> I like the scenes. But yeah, check it out. Um, it's just online. Bago briefs. I guess you can go to. Yo, I got one um, question. For I got one one question about Bago briefs. Yeah. What is Mike carrying in that book bag he was walking around? I don't know. I guess that's like I got I'm I'm trying to figure that out. I'm, he has something in that book bag. He's walking everywhere with the fucking book bag with a pen, right? He got a pen in his in thing. Yeah, that's I mean this guy yeah, is I don't something know. Else. I wasn't I wasn't in the man on the street stuff. Um but I think I also had that question. I was like it was an interesting yeah. um uh it was interesting outfit that he wore. <laughs> he looked like a boy scout. <laughs> so I don't know. You you got to ask you got to ask the film crew that that shot those on those days. Um <laughs> I was in and out in three hours, Mom. I could, I could did all my scenes really quickly, but oh, man. Um, but it's you know it's cool. It's very much like if you seen Billy on the street. I it's saw just, also um, they came out in Channel Eleven, him and Palmini. Yo, everybody's do, doing morning shows. I mean, y'all, you know, shout out to Marisol like, Castro for looking yes. out. Yes, Marisol love. Castro really just look out for the for, for the. Uh, the the creative Latino community in in the city. Agree. Um, yes. You, you Yo, Jamie, you and her have to do a, a a Mets game one day. I'm gonna have to ask her next time I go oh, on man. the show. Hopefully, if she ever invites us, I, you and her have to do a Mets game one day. You got a I, Mets game? Like, yeah. and what? What? How do you? Like what? in in the booth with her? Like when she calls the game, I would love because yeah. you Announcing are the two. A Mets game? Yes. I'm, I don't think she has the power. I, I think she she may. I think there might be people like in the Mets, you know, that run the Mets. I'd be like, wait, who I is already this put loud? in a word. I already put Who's in the word. This loud, annoying person in the booth right now. <laughs> I already told her you and her are the only the biggest Mets fans I've ever met. So I put in a word um, for you, yo. Well, Jamie, congrats on Bago Brief. Tell us a little bit more about it because you guys were on the Rick H show yesterday. Right. Uh, so yeah. Got to watch um, that interview. So you guys are doing a little press run on Bago Brief. Tell us what you're proud of. Um, yeah, shout out to Rick H for having us on the show. Um Yeah, I just think it's it's like and as we know us here, anytime you work with people that you you're comfortable with, uh, the reason you know it's just an easier process. So it's um, you know, I think I remember Mike telling me he was gonna do this, and I was like, "Yo, let me do, let me write some quick stuff for it, and I'll do something quick, you know." And he just, you know, so my um, so I like the balance of like my scenes like right in the beginning, and then 
And then he has some sort, he has a bunch of other stuff, uh, man on the street stuff. There's a lot of different like comedic elements to it. Um, and I hadn't, you know, like I said, I didn't see any of the man on the street stuff until, until I saw all the finished product. And I thought it really came out well. I was like, um, you know, there was a lot of funny answers from people that live in Washington Heights because that's Yo, where a lot of the, the interviews heights, take place. The heights, yeah, baby. it's really and, funny. Uh, all the old people that he like messed with, they probably all want to like hang up on him. Yeah. It was like him talking to a bunch of viejos that were just like <laughs> grumpy and didn't want any part of him. Like you can't script some of those answers, right? You know, it's just real talk from real old like Latinos, like and these and they're talking about topics that yoga and and. Uh, and and crypto, you know what I mean? Like and they're CB, just like CB, hey, it's all CBD. CBD. What the? Fuck? What's uh, cool? So yeah, it was really fun. And I mean, and shout out to my, Michael Diaz and and Anthony Palmini. That's really kind of their their baby and their and their pet project. I kind of just have a little role in it, but um, shout out to them. They they, they it, it's a fun it's a fun series, and I hope they get to do a, a season two of it. You know, right. awesome, awesome. All right. Uh, um, and that's it. Uh, my 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 socials: J Ferns Instagram, J underscore Ferns. Uh, Twitter. Uh, I guess I think Twitter's still a thing. So yeah. Right. <laughs> and cool. Frank Franklin Nibs. Nibs. Yo guys, to- talking about the heights, bro. I don't know if you guys heard what's going on. Uh, some big big news. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, I don't know if you heard in June what's happening in the heights, like the Tonys. Are coming to the heights, bro. Oh yeah! Wait, we got Italians. We got Italians coming nah, to the heights. That, that, that they Tony, like the Tony Napoli. I love that restaurant. <laughs> no, the 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 you know the Tony Awards. You know the awards. The Tony Awards. Yes, yes. the Broadway. The Tony Awards. Yo. I love when you do Tony <laughs> in Washington Heights, United Palace. I think it's June eleventh. 2023. Right across the street from Malé. Go. Oh. That's how, that's how, that's how Rachel, you're going to go win. You're going to go straight from the Tonys, straight to Malecón. Oh, wow. The after party of the Tonys is lit at Malecón. What? <laughs> it's going to be crazy. The chickens are going to be on fire. What? <laughs> Yo, they're going to have like gilded chickens turning in the window for everybody because this is a red carpet. This is a red carpet community. You know what I'm saying? Yo, so, yo, so, I, got, yo I got fucked up last night with the Casa Les Miserables. <laughs> I can't even say it. Les Miserables. <laughs> yo, all those white people are going to go up to the heights. I got to see this. This is going to be interesting, man. Oh. It's oh, yo, Broadway people. It's Broadway. very appropriate that are, there are all these cats around Washington Heights, you know, in honor of cats on Broadway. Literally, Facts. there are cats oh on God. Broadway in front of United Palace. There's going to be oh. rats on Broadway. Oh. <laughs> you, know? you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be like, I don't know if like somebody in the Heights will recognize like a Patty Lupone and be like, yo, what's up, yo? Right. Patty Lupone, <laughs> yo, I'm a big fan, yo. Right. I know you. <laughs> Yo, yeah. but um, but it's cool. I mean, I don't know. Like for people who don't know the um the uh, the United Palace Theater, right? It kind of wasn't used for a while. Like they it renovated. Was just, it was beautiful. this relic of a of a different time, and they didn't. It was just a building that was like I was just there for a long time. Yeah, Lin and, and his dad did his thing. Lin and his dad really went in, and Michael Fiedelstein. I, I, I'm hope. Mino Lora, yeah. all those people, I, man. They really know us now in there. So yeah. shout out to that whole crew. They really put a lot of work in there, you know. It, um, they put a lot of work in there and, and it's it, you know, it should be something that that should be um um 
you know, kept uh, in good condition because it's like when you go in there, it just it's a very majestic theater, like and it's old school, like but the architecture is like old and 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 then it's one of the last really big like movie houses because now they show movies because Lynn he does a whole thing where he um he does movies in the summertime where he mm -hmm. just he shows like his favorite movies and stuff like that. Uh, so, um, it's a really cool theater. I'm glad that they kind of been, it, it, it's had its comeback and now it's, and it's all culminating now. And now it's the Tony awards, you know, maybe some other award shows after that. Yeah. Incredible. Can't wait. It's great. You know, maybe MTV movie awards, Ooh. not movie video awards, you know? It makes sense. You know, we are entertainment enthusiasts. We over-index at the theaters, maybe not the Broadway theaters, but, you know, shout out to Lynn's dad, who's also trying to get Broadway more into the Latino community with his nonprofit, Viva Broadway. Uh, but I think there could be some more work done in that arena. And I do think that bringing the Tonys to Washington Heights will increase awareness a little bit about the Tonys. And Wash Heights is a very artistic, artsy community. We're getting up there, baby. Coming a lot up. of creativity is coming out of the Heights. Man, I love going up there so I much. I know. Like, yo, I, we're going to have do. to put you on the Walk of Fame already, yo. Well, yeah. I just, you know, it has a lot to do with pride and evolution, watching my people. You can't let go, you can't let go of Brooklyn, right? I know you got Never. Brooklyn in your heart. Never that, but the, Domini the Dominicanness in me and all the family that I still have up there in the Heights will also never let me lose the love that I have for it. Right. Uh, anyway, let's keep this rocking. We got to sign off on this episode. Fox, Shit. Fox, Fox. All right, guys. All right. Is that everything? Anything else you guys want to say? I think so. This was a que lo que, long que lo que, but it was good. Awesome. Okay, make sure to follow us at We Are Latinos Out Loud across the socials. Give us a call. No big whoop. 978-LATINOS. It's toll free. I mean, your service charges may apply, but if you got a bum plan, that's not my fault. <laughs> anyway, call us. 978-LATINOS. Uh, Rachel Aloca, Frank Nibs, Jamie Fernandez. That's it. On that note, we are out! Brrrra.